again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives from the skill range. I am the general of this army. Andrew, with me are cannon fodder, Keith. Hello. And coming out of the reserves, our next special guest, my brother, Aaron. Hello, hello. And we had a listener pick, recommend that we do battlefields. And he said, just pick any of them. And I figured, what better person to pick than my brother? Because between the three of us, we have played all of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so I can't think of one I haven't played. So, yeah. So I figured it was too much work for Liz them, to catch up. But I've played these ones. Yeah, you've played most of them at least, the most recent ones. And I figured it'd be too much work for Liz to try to catch up. And this way we can actually talk about all of them in a kind of a broader sense. So, uh, mostly we will be talking about Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5. Except technically, I think it's still considered Battlefield V, which I, I guess... I, no, I'm sorry. I will not accept that that's actually what it's called. It's Battlefield Five. A Roman numeral is a V, and it came after Battlefield Four. No, no, it came after Battlefield One. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we probably need to explain the timeline of these <laughs> games because they are a little jacked up. So this is why I think it's Battlefield V. One of the developers literally tweeted when they first announced it saying, no, it's Battlefield V for victory. That sounds like he's trolling. <laughs> yeah. That um, sounds like okay. a massive troll. Either way. <laughs> I'm going to go there on that one. <laughs> so yes, the, the timing of these games is all over the place. There's Battlefield 3, then they did Battlefield 4, then they did Battlefield <sighs> Bad Company. No, they did Battlefield no, 3, Hardline. Battlefield Company, and then yeah. they did Hardline. I don't know. They're all over the place. They can't figure out their naming system. Either way, because, yeah, the next one's now 2048. 2042. 2042. And then Close you, what was the one that you played that was a Battlefield 2148. <laughs> so, <they're> really, <laughs> which this is not a sequel to that one. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it's kind of like Call of Duty, but instead of just doing a new name every year, they're like just throwing numbers onto the end kind of it. Of. Like, yeah, whatever feels right at the time. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not really confusing too many people. I don't think I've ever heard anyone be like, oh, I need Battlefield like 2148 is the old one. Like, I don't know. I've never heard anyone get confused with the titles. No, but I think if you were new, like if you were brand new to this and you logged on to Game Pass right now and you saw all the Battlefield games, it might be confusing if you've never played them before. That is true. Yeah, you don't know which one's in which order. <laughs> other than the fact that the other ones have a 360 label on them. That might be a dead giveaway that a 361 might be older. But if you were to look at Battlefield 1, which takes place during World War One, That makes sense, yeah. It It's technically earlier, but it's right now it's the second newest game. All right. <laughs> yeah. So if you are new to this, we will mostly be talking about Battlefield 5, which is the newest one, and Battlefield 1, which is the previous one, which is still very active. Honestly, Battlefield 4 is also very active. I it, saw that. It just recently did because the new game will be close to Modern Warfare. So if you want to play the most up-to-date Modern Warfare battle game, Battlefield 4 is the one. All right. Okay. And so since this is a little bit different, since we're kind of talking about multiple battlefields here, uh, we'll just go around and say which one you prefer uh, between one and five. Um, so I guess I will start. For me, they're both definitely a game, especially when it comes to the single player. They're a lot of fun. They're really cool. But for me, as far as multiplayer goes, I think I would prefer Battlefield 5. You're not going to say why? Just leave it at that. I mean, we'll get more into it. For me, for <laughs> Battlefield 5, because there's a lot I, I, I have issues with between the two. But Battlefield 5, I do like some of the things they implement in it. But I do I will say I think the gunplay is probably better in one, but I like 5. 5 is probably my favorite. So as far as the, the single player, I... I didn't go through all of the war stories on Battlefield 5, but I did on Battlefield 1, and all of them were pretty much awesome. And even the ones I got through on Battlefield 5 were awesome. But I think I'm going to lean into, just from the way they played out, I think I like the ones in Battlefield 5 better. It just had a better system for ammo, and, and I liked it more. And I think for the multiplayer, I think Battlefield 5 as well. Mostly because I think in a lot of ways they feel the same to me. But the guns are newer, so they're a little more exciting, and you can build stuff, so I like <laughs> building stuff. I'm going to go opposite of you guys. Uh, as far as it goes for the single player, I think they're both pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk, I'm sure, a little bit about the single player, because it sounds like Keith probably spent more time enjoying that uh, than I would. I mean, Battlefield is multiplayer to me. Um, you know, the new one is only going to be multiplayer. 
which is great. I think invest all that time in there. But for me, Battlefield 1 is better for some really slight reasons. But again, we can talk about that later. So we're going to start by actually talking about the single player by getting into the gameplay. So in the single player, I highly recommend both these games. If you have not, if you're kind of someone who's not into too many first person shooters, it probably won't change your mind too much. But the way the single players go, a lot of a lot of games like this, like a lot of people associate Battlefield very similar to Call of Duty, and they generally ignore the single player. I highly recommend you do not ignore these multi single players because they're designed differently. They're just little episodic vignettes. So there are these different stories throughout the battle that ex like do different mechanics, different characters. They're not really tied into each other. And they nailed it. I loved the single player. I, I think overall, like after like we talked a little bit about it before, I think I preferred the single player mostly in the in Battlefield 1, but in Battlefield 5 had my favorite one. And that was the last Tiger. We actually played as the German army. You were a German tank trying to like defend a city that was falling. And the story in that one's so good. But what did you guys think of the actual overall single player games? See, I I this is gonna be one of those rare ones where as far as like the story goes of them, I really liked the stories in all of them. Like everything just felt very true to life. Like I was just really in and part of it. It so while it was told as a story and like you said it the cinematics are just so incredible and it and it just ties in so well with the gameplay. And I don't how old was Battlefield One? That's what twenty sixteen. Yeah, because I asked Aaron earlier this week. I was like, "Is this game been remastered?" And because it hasn't, it just it's a beautiful game, and so, but and both of them rival in that. So I just love the way that the stories were told, and so like I want to go back and finish the ones in Battlefield Five that I haven't finished. Yeah, I as far as that goes, when it comes to the single player on these two in particular you got to figure when you're making a game like this you can go the route that every call of duty has gone pretty much every first person war shooter has gone yeah. which is follow a main character end of the world coming their one-man army yeah it's kind of like a one-man army thing so you could just they could have just phoned it in and and went down that route and just did that um but I think it was really clever and smart to do them as just little brief snippets from different parts of the war, from diff with different characters, um, different mechanics, all of that stuff involved. I think that was a clever way of doing things. The only time it's kind of a bummer is every once in a while you run into a story that you really like. And you really kind of like these characters and you kind of wish you had a little bit more time yeah, with them. Yeah. And since they're built to be so short, some of the stories can come off feeling kind of just not quite like they connected just right. Yeah. Like they, they want you to get an emotional grab out of a situation, but it's like, well, I only knew these characters for like 15 <laughs> minutes. So, you know, that, that type of emotional grab isn't really going to be there. But again, it's different. There really isn't anything out there that I can think of where it's almost like an anthology of war events. I, I can't think of anything else that exists like that. So f for that sake, I, I do think these are great, but ultimately they're, they don't stick with you all that long. Yeah. There was, there was a couple like throughout of the two of them that, yeah, I agree. Like I'm starting to like some of these characters and it just kind of ends, but there was a couple that like I liked, but some of the mechanics I thought were okay. Like in five, I didn't care too much for Nordly which was no. like a skiing one. It was yeah. it was cool. It kind of did like an open world kind of thing where you had to go to different points, but you can go to them anytime you want. But it just, that was another, that was one where it felt like a one-man army kind of thing. And it just didn't feel as realistic and didn't feel too emotional and connecting. So I was kind of like, eh. But like with Battlefield 1, Battlefield 1 I thought had the most interesting. I uh, agree. Like as soon as you start, you, you kind of jump through these characters going through this big battle and like they're kind of getting picked off one by one. And then like, the music is just nailing it and like the emotion just really quick. And then you have one where you're following like a tank crew. I think the best ones are in one. I agree. But like I said, if you haven't played the battlefield five, just had the last tank. That one I think is the best. Cause it was cool that they actually have a single player game uh, like map. where you are actually playing as the Germans. Cause yeah. anytime you play world war two, you're always killing Germans. And this time you're playing Germans actually fighting the Americans and killing Americans 
and and it was cool because it actually like any World War II game, it's always just mindless AI German guy you shoot, but this time it's actually like showed the real human side of the Germans, and it's 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 really impressive. Wow, Andrew, I I didn't realize you were a Nazi. Yeah, that that's is. cool. <laughs> you were so excited to talk so about it's that. It got real dangerous real quick. I mean, fun fact: Did you know the Call of Duty Zombie mode? It originally was supposed to be a mini game where you like wake up and you're getting on a gun and you're shooting people, and then it's supposed to be revealed to you that you're German on uh, Normandy Beach shooting American troops. Well, that would have been a uh... real bummer. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was the original pitch. But then, like, and they actually, like, for the most part, created it. But Let's then they ended zombies. up scrapping it. And then, yeah, they said they did zombies. <laughs> I, I remember hearing that story. And I was like, man, probably like, a good call. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Probably a good call. Yeah. I mean, unless you had context and actually, like, made a more human size. If it's just a mini game of you shooting Americans, like, you got to have context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's probably a good call. They went with zombies because now that's, like, one of their biggest selling things in Call of Duty. What I liked about the war stories, though, was like the different biomes of them, essentially. Like, in, yeah. Uh, in, in particular, like the Lawrence of Arabia one in Battlefield One, I thought was really cool because, I mean, like, I don't know. I just kind of forget that, oh, yeah, like when we say this was a world war, it wasn't just like Germany Europe. and France yeah. and everyone else kind of <laughs> jumped in. Like, this war was all over the world. So it was just, I don't know, it was like a really cool way of telling that. And I don't know. It was almost like a history lesson at the same time. Wow. So you had fun killing and learning. <laughs> you can't great. say that every day in a video game, you, you really know? You can't. You really can't. Today I killed some things and I learned some things. Uh, but next thing I want to talk about the big part of this, and that is the multiplayer. So as I said, for me, I thought Battlefield 5's multiplayer is a lot better. So going, I've been, Aaron, you've been playing a lot of Battlefield 1, and I've been jumping back in with you, and mm-hmm. I think Battlefield 1 is really good still. But for me, I loved five. In one, the biggest thing I hated in one, in multiplayer, they have these things called behemoths that every once will appear in the map. Whatever team's losing, it tries to balance out the ma- like the map that you're on and give them a behemoth, whether it's like a war train or a giant blimp. But honestly, the behemoths were just kind of dumb. But I loved, for me, I thought the graphics are better in Battlefield 1. But in five, five just, I love the maps in five. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right, so... First off, there is no such thing as an ugly-looking Battlefield game. Yeah. They, they are always really good-looking, even if you go back and play something like Battlefield 4, 4 and 3. They they both still look good and still hold up today. But Battlefield 1, to me, graphically, it's I, it, I don't think there's a first-person shooter that I think looks better than that. But here's my critical differences. They... Health and ammo mechanic in Battlefield Five is atrocious. Oh, see, I think it's so much better. Here's here's why it sucks. If you are anybody but a medic, you can only really heal if you get a health pack. If you're a medic, you have unlimited health packs. If you are anybody else, you are totally dependent on one of two things happening. Somebody throwing you a medic pack, which, forget that, that's not going to happen. Or you find a spot on the map to pick up health. That sucks. Like, See, that's like a pick up sucky up. mechanic. No, I like that you can actually build a health station or an ammo station, pick up ammo, because nobody throws you stuff. Oh, hold up, hold up. You can't do that just anywhere. There's like yeah. three locations on the map where you can build a health station. No, that's These an under- okay. exaggeration. Okay, it's an exaggeration. Every, every major point at least has one. On at least Battlefield 1, you can have somebody heal, which will help heal you faster, but you will auto-heal. So... To me, that mechanic drives me crazy because when I'm playing, if I'm getting just hit a few times. I'm like, okay, well, now I got less health going into this next vice. I already used my health pack. Now I got to depend on somebody or go find something out here. I think what they should have done, to me, what would have made the difference? When you kill somebody, they always drop ammo. I think it should have been like a 50-50. When you they do them, drop ammo, and that's it, why if you're playing... they don't drop health. No. That's yeah. the problem. They should maybe do a 50-50, because if the idea isn't to encourage you to push forward and not camp, you need to be throwing health out there as well. To me, it always ruins the fun factor of Battlefield Five. Battlefield Five isn't a bad game. It's World War II. It's, there's plenty of guns, plenty of tanks. There's tons of stuff to play with. The behemoths in Battlefield One although not my favorite, they're not like game-breaking for me. Not having health 
all game long <laughs> is game breaking for me. It's the one thing that takes me out of Battlefield Five every time. So just play a medic every time. Well, that's that's, that's what I did. You totally could, and that's fine. But almost all of their guns are SMGs or shotguns. So in, they do have a couple bolts. They have at least one bolt action. In, in Battlefield has a lot of maps that are big, wide open battlefields. There are obviously maps that are tighter and that class fits pretty good with it but in those bigger maps i'm now stuck running around with a gun that's not really effective in all these fights just because i'm going to need some health every once in a while it's just to me that mechanic is so bad for these types of games um and it's one of the things that i i think really separates battlefield one from battlefield five no, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I just, like I said, yeah, I just played a medic, but here's the thing. So here's where both of them, at least I'm talking on a complete and personal level. I am so bad at Battlefield multiplayer <laughs> games and generally they just infuriate me. This is not I, shocking to anybody. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm not good at first person shooters, period. I mean, that's that's just partially a fact to begin with. But like Aaron was saying is because the maps are so spread out and so wide open, there's a lot of a lot of sniping, and I don't see snipers, but they see me. So I'm just <laughs> I'm never miss just you. generally cannon fodder. You don't see like a bright glint from their <laughs> sniper scopes. Oh, I mean, I see it after they shoot at me the oh, first okay. time, usually. Perfect, Perfect time. <laughs> you know, and then I and then I try to find them with my SMG because I'm playing as a medic, yep. and and then they found my head my head region, and uh, I found my dead region. <laughs> And so this is why five is your favorite because you get to build things. Yes. Exactly. I can just hang back at the points, get capture points. And from a leaderboard perspective or a scoreboard, or it just does a scoreboard. So where you get points for capturing, for building. So I always feel like I'm right in the middle of the pack because I'm not out there trying to get killed. So I don't die a lot and uh, I get rewarded for it. People think I'm effective. The fortification system in Battlefield 5 was a very smart move. Yeah, it's it's actually fun. I, and, I like cool how you can kind of rebuild the map that's so destructible yeah it'll give you a lot of score for just building up fortifications to kind of protect your team now those fortifications do they do a whole lot yeah not really but unless you build smgs and stuff like that or uh, the lmgs yeah it's still a clever clever way of kind of evolving those systems so you know i don't i don't mind i don't mind that so this yeah and it made the i felt like it made the gameplay more of like a team effort Mm -hmm. like I don't know, you just had everyone who had a little bit more of a trait that you needed to have on your squad, which is one thing that I think is really cool about the gameplay in both Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5 is the squad aspect of it, is that you have, what is it, usually like 16 players per side, but it's built out into four squads of four on each side, and you can fill them out or fill it with your friends, and yeah, like each one kind of takes on a different objective to take on this giant immersive map. See, and this is why Battlefield 5 is, like, I prefer it over 1, because this is another mechanic that they put in 5 that I love. Even if you're not a medic role, which, if you're a medic in 1, only they can revive. But in Battlefield 5, no matter what class you are, you can at least revive your squad mates. So it really encourages you to be near your squad and to help your squad out. Your, Your revive time is slower, like, it takes longer to pick them back up, but I at least love that they give you that option. Because it's not like, oh, we have a squad, someone has to be the medic, or we're, we're all just dead. So I love that, and I love that you can just instantly spawn in your squad mates. So I love the squad aspect to it. And if anyone here is like afraid of playing a multiplayer game for like toxic environments or anything like that, you absolutely will not get it with Battlefield. That's another thing that I, I generally love about Battlefield multiplayer over Call of Duty. The maps are huge. There's tons of players. You could be like Keith and really bad, but you're at least helping the team. He's building fortifications. You know, he's supplying people. He's doing things that he can do. You know, maybe everyone will get in a tank or something and try to help people that way. And like, you can do that. Like, you don't feel like, oh man, I just, you know, I, I didn't do enough kills. I didn't do enough this. Like, you can still feel like you're participating. Yeah, I think it helps uh, for anybody that doesn't know the Battlefield franchise. One of the unique features of it, what separates it from Call of Duty is the big battle moments it's a 32 versus 32 Um, that's kind of its bread and butter so i think that's what kind of helps in that aspect when you're one person on a team of 32 it's not like everything is dependent on you and you're the sole reason a team is losing it it really is kind of a, a group effort i think that kind of avoids the toxicity we're in call of duty where it's like either 
5v5 or 6v6, you can totally bring your team down if yeah. you're not performing because that, that shows way more. So Keith nods. you can really kind of hang out in the background on these battles and still have a pretty decent time and not be awful. Um, I did want to add one more thing that I think makes Battlefield 1 better than Battlefield 5. There is one game mode that is way better in Battlefield 1 called Grand Operations. Uh, yeah. It's not that good in Battlefield 5. And Grand Operations will kind of take multiple maps and turn them into one giant battle. So, like, you'll be forcing onto somebody's front, you'll be moving through a map, you'll win, and then you move on to the next map. So it kind of takes three maps and moves them into one giant fight. Battlefield 1 does a way better job um, than they do in Battlefield 5. I don't don't know why they, they reversed that. It was a beloved game mode. I love it. Um, I mean, they still have it. They still have it. It's just not as good. Yeah. The whole, the whole, it, it, would, ha- it would take on this larger theme where in Battlefield 5, it was just like, all right, you're just going to play this map. In which they're meant to be like realistic battles that happen. Yeah. So it kind of gives you like a lesson on it too. Yeah. It, it, again, the learning aspect of it. You learn <laughs> as you're playing. It's it's wonderful. You learn as little kids are teabagging your dead corpse. Yeah. <laughs> so you say it like you don't do it too. <laughs> No, I'm a, I'm a mature adult. I mean, I thought they did fine in five because there's a couple maps where you're doing like the Norwegian where like the allies are actually paratrop like dropping it's the only in. map that does that. It is uh, cool. Yeah, that's true. It is super cool. I, I agree. And you know what I noticed is when they showed this game off, they showed that grand operation where you're flying into Norway and you're picking when to jump out of the plane and then you're doing your assault. And it's the only one that does anything like that. Some of the Pacific maps in Battlefield Five, you're on boats coming in, but that's it. You're driving the boats. You see, and this is this is why Battlefield Five is my favorite because it's just that the Pacific maps. The Pacific maps are amazing. So Battlefield Five was meant to be something longer. I think now they're kind of calling it quits on it now that since they announced uh, new they Battlefield called quits on it two <laughs> summers ago. <laughs> but yeah, it was supposed to go through multiple stages of World War Two. And so, like, the game didn't launch with the Americans and the Japanese, but now they're there. And the Pacific maps are so good. If anyone who is an old-school gamer like me, uh, and you've played Battlefield 1942, that's one of their original ones that was actually pretty big and impressive, they actually brought some of the maps back from that game into this, and they're free. And that's that's what I love, is that the maps are just free. If you have Game Pass, the Battlefield 1 maps are now free, but you had to pay for map packs on that one. But they're all free now, and you have all the campaigns and all that stuff. But I, I think the Battlefield Five maps are so more, like, so much more interesting. I mm. love, I love the more destructibility, the town fights. Most of Battlefield Ones are kind of like muddy farmlands, no man lands, and like for me, Battlefield I, One or or World War One was mostly fought. In I, I know, and so. I understand. That. I understand that's how the war it's historically was. accurate. I, I You're understand. You're learning lessons, Andrew. Come on, <laughs> I understand that. In which. Once again, not faulting that game, but I don't care for the weapons in Battlefield 1. Once again, I know it's part of the era, but I'd like to customize my guns and stuff, and there's, like, no customization. Kind of. They're in loot boxes. Yeah. That's what I don't... Well, the the, the skins. That's... Yeah, the skins. I hate the loot box system in 1. I will... Yeah, I mean, it was kind of... It's not one of the last games to do loot boxes, but it was it was one it was kind of coming to an end because there's no loot boxes in Battlefield Five. Yeah, if that's a, a big deal to anybody. Um, but obviously the guns in World War One versus World War Two were pretty <laughs> quite different. different. <laughs> I love a, you can go on servers on Battlefield One where you can only use historically accurate weapons. So typically, a soldier, you know in Germany would have just a Gewehr rifle. So that's the only gun you can use. So on the German side, they've got that. And then, you know, maybe the allies would have a a different gun, Um, but they're just pretty much single shot rifles. I love it. So there's no automatic weapons. Your sniper is just your rifle and everybody's got one. So that's that's pretty cool. I do like that. I love those modes. It's very very fun cuz it just it opens up the game into a totally different territory. It it feels it feels really cool. 
a mode like that sounds like something that I'd be like, oh, I might have a chance to be good at that. <laughs> and then I'd play it for about five minutes and all of those words would disappear into much different I'm, words. I'm telling you, though, most people can't shoot. So what ends up happening is it's two sides is just kind of shooting and missing constantly. So you'd be surprised. Like, yeah, I'll connect on one of ten shots. And, and they're normally not I a one-hit snipe. kill. I can't snipe. I'm I'm bad at sniping. I can play with a lot of things, but I cannot do these single bolt bolt action guns. So I think you'd be surprised. And it's a good way to get better at it. Because you know that you're always going to go up against somebody else that's struggling with it too, <laughs> instead of you going up against somebody with a fully automatic weapon. So it it does help. I suppose there's some truth to there. No, Still learning. Now, Aaron, I'm also surprised you like one over five because for you, I know you're the kind of person with all the Call of Duty that you play. Mm-hmm. You love short time to kills. And Battlefield do. Five has a much shorter time to kill than one. The the time to kill in Battlefield Five is better. And that's not to say that there aren't good things about Battlefield 5. Battlefield 5 is still a very good game. I'm just saying if if you take the package as a whole, I'm going to find more enjoyment out of playing Battlefield 1 than I will out of Battlefield 5. Another interesting staple in Battlefield games, when you're using a weapon, you get service stars on it every 100 kills you get with it. Yeah. And you can see that, how many service stars you have. And it's kind of like a weird way of of showing you use a gun a lot. When you kill somebody, they see what your service stars on it. It's a a weird kind of addictive way of trying to build up your your kind of notoriety on a weapon. None of that exists in Battlefield Five. None. Like they don't have any. I never noticed that. They just removed it. And that's Uh, that's actually never loved. Battlefield mechanic. Yeah, I remember Battlefield 4, my MP7, I had like four battle stars on. It's cool. I, I loved it. And so, like, when you're playing Battlefield, it's Battlefield 1, it was something you worked for. You did it on all the battlefields. I have no clue why that was a mechanic. They just said, eh, nah, gone. It, it, it was a fun thing to have there. It's just a, a cool little treat to have that, and it's gone. They just forgot. It was just a little it whoopsie. Does, that's, that's just my problems with Battlefield 5. It just, it, it made weird decisions to feel different but i don't think they were progressive decisions they were just they they were they were they they were negative all right and there's one thing i wanted to bring up too that always irritates me every battlefield i'm sure 2048 is or 2042 is gonna be exactly the same anytime a battlefield game comes out it is broken and even then it takes them forever to fix every battlefield game like me, Aaron, and Keith, when we've normally got Battlefield almost like within the first month usually, and we all play together, even though Keith hates it, and he always ends up reluctantly getting it to play with us. But anytime you try to join as a squad, it almost never works. The squad feature almost never works. And then trying to load in together, it almost never works. And like to do your assignments, you have to completely exit the game. Like there's so many weird quality of life things that whatever reason EA cannot figure out how to fix. I will say at least both of them now are in pretty good spots, yeah. but there are still so many issues, especially with, I mean, I don't know if one, one doesn't have assignments, right? I can't remember. No, Battlefield 5 does. Another yeah. stupid system. Battlefield 5 yeah, has these assignments that you pick, which are basically like quests you pick. They're kind of like dailies, but you get to pick which ones you're doing. And if you ever complete one, you have to completely exit your game, which takes a very long time. Even if you have a Series X, it still takes a while to just load out of these games. So you got to go completely to the main menu assign yourself a new mission and then jump back into a game it's really weird everyone's been complaining about it literally since the game's been launched and they said they were going to fix and they still haven't fixed it it's weird and they're not going to fix it (laughs) not going to at this point no well they they stopped working on that game like i said I, i think either a year and a half or two years ago because i believe ea has five studios working on battlefield 2042 so they have a ton of studios working on this game. So that's why they just stopped working on five because eventually they were all moving over to the new one. So hopefully all of that extra work means it'll come out working, but I I understand (laughs) that's wishful thinking and not likely because they don't have a track record for it. You're right. They, they always take a while to be good. A big issue is their servers. Yeah. Whatever reason just does not upgrade their servers or something. Yeah. Just, they're doing their best, okay? Well, it's just you guys were obviously big time Apex players. I can't recall. Yeah. Did Apex owned or published by EA? 
did they have server issues at the beginning? He's published by EA, but it's they, done by Respawn. And no, I, I they always not always have server issues, but they regularly have server issues though. There'll be times where like a patch comes out and just randomly creates some new bug that just kicks you out when you're trying to launch. You just have to keep trying until it lets you log in. That's the only time. It's, yeah, anytime it, there's a patch and it only lasts you normally about a day or two. I wouldn't say yeah, consistently it's, have server issues. I I can I could dig up I'm sure five plus at least within the last year if I were to bet. It, but again, it's not to say that it's game breaking because, like you said, they fix it quickly, and usually it's not effective for every game. It just happens enough that it's noticeable, and that's all I'm saying. They're not the best. Anything more in the multiplayer? I don't know if you guys want to talk about vehicles or just. I mean, vehicles are great. Flying planes is awesome if you can get into one. And um, it's so hard. It's so freaking hard to fly a plane. It is like it's really frustrating to watch somebody be really good in a plane. Like uh, someone who's good in a plane literally can own can own the room. Absolutely dominate a map. They stop all the ground troops. They stop all the vehicles. And anytime you try to get in a plane yourself to try to stop them, they just take you out. People who are godly at planes in Battlefield Five literally run the, run the I, game. I was playing Battlefield Five maybe two nights ago. It was a Pacific map, and somebody was on the Japanese side, and they had a zero. He bombed me probably five times in a row. And I swear, <laughs> I'm like, I, is he just picking on me? I don't know what I'm doing out here. That's bothering this guy so much. But he, we couldn't take him out of the sky. He was just dominating. And the zeros are really good in Battlefield Five. Um, again, another mechanic that I hate about Battlefield Five: all, all vehicles can run out of ammo, so you have to constantly get them refilled. I, I, I hate and like it because I hate people that literally stand on a hill and just snipe with a vehicle. I understand what they were trying to do. I think it's really bad in planes because usually you can bomb once and then you got to fly far away. Yeah, it takes a while. Get reloaded, come all the way back. And if you miss, it's like, well, all right. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> I'll be in back planes, in five minutes, fun. guys. It's just not fun. And that's the problem. And even a tank, like if you're pushing in with a tank and you run out, it's like, well, now I got to go find ammo. And there's a couple places you can go and get it reloaded. I understand why they were doing it. I don't think it necessarily works itself out the way that they probably intended it to so i think that's a big thing if you're a person who does not like to deal with vehicles or any of that stuff you'll probably like battlefield one there are vehicles in battlefield one but they're not they're not as they're not as devastating yeah the planes aren't as devastating a little bit more clunkier yeah because they're kind of like paper prop planes so they're not as durable yeah so if you're if you're someone who really more just wants to kind of like just be on the ground shooting that's that's great um but my favorite maps i i normally like boots on the ground you know no vehicles just fighting my favorite maps which they brought it back it was in battlefield 4 which was metro they brought it back in battlefield 5 and it's this train station map and it's just normally like these three main tunnels and it's just grenades and bullets and just bodies it's it is a blast i love choke point maps the big open maps yes i'm like you keith i get sniped by someone and i'm just like Right, this is annoying. I don't like this. But when you're just everyone's crammed in a tunnel, just hucking grenades at each other, love it. Yeah, it's the old meat grinder ones, and there's there's always a couple of those types of maps. Um, it's why I like the the frontline modes the most. The frontline modes are the best. It's usually it takes the giant map, and then there's two control points. One side defends, one side attacks. The attackers have limited lives. If they capture that point, it pushes you back further, pushes you back further, pushes you back further until one team wins or loses. Um, so it's like this tug-of-war feel to it. But it concentrates the fight. Yeah. It kind of makes sure that the fight is taking place at these two points and not anywhere on this massive map. So it kind of helps to keep things focused. Yeah. Um, so I agree. I like those types of modes that are are a lot more of a grind. And so I will say, like, Andrew, you were talking about the Pacific maps. Maybe it happens in more of them, and I just never really noticed. But I felt like the Pacific maps in particular had, like, scenarios built into them where, what was it, like, one of them, the Americans start with all the bases and the Japanese Japanese have to push through. And, like, but they start with more lives, I think. And so they just have, like, these different scenarios built into them that I thought were a lot more interesting, at least. 
one of them we were playing, it felt like the other team had about 15 tanks and we got one <laughs> yeah, twice, got, I think. Yeah. And yeah, that was, so that was fun. The people in the planes were literally just taking us out as soon as we spawned. It's like, we got a tank and it's like, blam. It's like, okay, never mind. <laughs> um, but the next thing I want to talk about, I guess, is comparing actually the graphics of the two. So yeah, as my brother said earlier, there is no such thing as a bad looking battlefield, but comparatively though, did you guys think any of them were particular better? I'm a Battlefield 1 guy in graphics as well. I think some of the maps are absolutely stunning. Monte Grappa is, you know, beautiful hillside. Um, looks amazing. Some of those, like, trench levels, even though it's a lot of black and brown and Yeah, charm, the color palette's not great. It still has a very beautiful, you know, scenic look to it. And if I remember correctly, Battlefield was one was one of the first games I can recall where if like you fall down into the mud and you get up, it's on your gun. Yeah. Like you would see yourself getting muddy and kind of gross as the game goes and on. And blood if yeah, you get shot, yeah. They they added that into Battlefield five as well, but I I feel like that was the first one that I ever saw it. Um, yeah, I don't think it's as good in Battlefield Five. I don't think it is either. It looks so much better in Battlefield One. I I don't know what it is. There's this weird crispness to that first game where i think visually even how the players run they look different than they do in battlefield 5 battlefield 5 they have a little bit more of a hokier kind of clunky look yeah where in battlefield 1 it's way more fluid um i just think in general i just think battlefield 1 looks a lot better yeah see i do think the motion it it almost feels like it doesn't feel like you're looking through the eyes of the player it feels like you're strapped as a um gopro yeah yeah like a gopro at the top of the the player's head and it's just like this weird bouncy motion that doesn't feel quite right but one thing about the cinematics at least from so talking about the storyline but still the the uh the graphics is everything was almost perfect in both of them except for close-ups of people's faces yeah like from afar looked great they walked great. They animated great. But the faces had this weird, shiny glow to them and were just like over realistic and creepy. I did not care for them. <laughs> See, I, I actually agree with you this one, Aaron. I think Battlefield 1's graphics are actually better because, like, Battlefield 1's definitely a war that, like, games generally don't cover or honestly, like, there's not a lot of stories about it. Yeah. And a lot of people forget how devastating it was. Like, there's still some places in Europe that you cannot walk. Like, the land literally is poisoned from the amount of shells that have been laid onto it. And some of the shells are still active. So, like, there's still, like, just some uninhabited areas of Europe that you cannot go to. Like, that's how devastating it was. But, like, a lot of people just don't realize this. Like, there's still, you know, damaged tanks out there that can't get recovered. And so, yeah, the color palette in one isn't great. It is a lot of browns. You do get some pretty gorgeous landscapes in some of them. But yeah, the the crawling in the mud, I yeah, I don't think it's as good in five because in five you're doing a lot of street fighting. Like there's some areas yeah. you're rolling around dirt, but not as much. In the first one, yeah, it's all just mud and water and, and just just dirt. And it just really shows. And yeah, the game came out in twenty sixteen and the cinematics in both of them yeah. are gorgeous. I love the cinematics. And it like the graphics really just showed in the single player and I loved it. Well, Keith, you mentioned just the other day, I think when we were texting, you mentioned the tank level and the cinematic uh, with the tank driving overhead, I think, in Battlefield 1, right? Oh, yeah. It's like one of the very opening scenes of like when you start to like actually roll out the first time for the tank, you go over like a trench of like your own uh, your own people and they're just not expecting it. It's just this epic like, I don't know, watching the treads just tear over this giant trench and you're like, holy crap. Those tanks were massive because yeah. those trenches were like 15 feet wide or whatever. And it just plows right over it. And it felt like you were actually standing underneath it as it went over your head. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those cinematics are, are really stunning. And it's it's weird for me to think like even playing Battlefield 1 today because it had been a while since I had played it. So I kind of picked it back up recently. Um, and I'm looking at some of those graphics and I'm trying to think, can I think of even a game that's come out today? at least as a first-person shooter that has looked this good. And I, can't, I honestly can't think of one. Like, none of the Call of Duties are hitting that type of fidelity. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're not quite there. 
and and you know there's some obviously good looking call of duty games but i still think the attention to detail on that game is unmatched even yeah. to the point where i think battlefield 5 is it's still not hitting that level that it did in 2016 yeah it definitely seemed a little bit like a step back with the graphics mm-hmm. uh like it's definitely not bad because the other thing that you really notice that is really great both these games have really good weather effects oh yeah like in Battlefield One, like there's some levels that like the fog rolls in, and it's it's crazy because yeah. you don't see anything, and like it only like ten feet in front of you, and you just see kind of people busting through the mist. Really, really cool weather effects, and yeah, in Battlefield Five in the Pacific maps when the rain's hitting, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome, awesome weather effects. Honestly, even the weather, even the water looks good. Yeah, still not Sea of Thieves, but the water looks really good. Yeah, still no Sea of Thieves, <laughs> but yes, very good water. Uh, but of course, the thing that they also definitely land is the sound, the sound effects. Oh, yeah. It actually, I remember, uh, granted it was earlier Battlefields, but every time I play them, I legitimately feel like like this is kind of like what a war would feel like. It's just constant bullets whizzing, explosions, like the just dirt flying everywhere, vehicles rolling through. They nail the sound effects, and it's crazy. It is a it is a headphone game. Yes, in my opinion, especially if you're playing single player. Yes, yeah, you want to hear all of that. Um, they obviously spend an incredible amount of time, you know, working on the sounds of the guns, and and I agree. It 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 feels like World War One and World War Two. Well, what I imagine it would yeah. sound like. I wasn't there, <laughs> but if can't I were guessing, can't confirm. if I were guessing, it would probably sound very similar to this yeah. yeah especially if the tank levels in like the on the single players on like the on one and five if you put headphones on because there's a couple moments yeah when you're in the tank and like the tank shooting and then like them screaming at each other really really cool oh yeah like the sound of them like reloading the tank every time and just i think like you aaron mentioned is the the attention to detail with the guns but it's just it's not even just the individual battles it's the outer effects of the game it's what you're hearing off in the distance that has no bearing on you and you just it's the explosions it's the the whistle of you know a bomb coming down it's just it feels immersive and it feels like you're like playing of playing a movie sometimes so it's just really cool and yeah it's 110 percent uh, a headphone game like there's just no other way i'd rather play it uh, one thing, uh, another thing I kind of wanted to bring up, because I don't know where to exactly put this, but I will say another thing I don't care for Battlefield Five for, it definitely stepped back on the realism. Battlefield mm. 1 was a lot more like, this is how World War One was and stuff like that. I remember when the first trailer came out for Battlefield Five, there was like, everyone was making fun of it, of like, oh, people with like prosthetic limbs fighting and stuff like that. You're saying that Battlefield Five stepped back in the realism. Yeah, yeah. I thought Battlefield oh, okay. Five stepped back from the realism. No, 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 no. Well, Battlefield Five is has a very famous negative reaction to the announcement of that game. Yeah, there was a lot of females in the trailer, and there was a lot of prosthetic arms. Yeah, in it that was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> um, they they fortunately really toned that stuff back. Yeah, which like I don't blame them. Like they obviously want an inclusion and stuff, and it's like I I'm fine with that. Can you even pick that girl character? I. With the, yeah, she had, she had like a claw arm. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you could even. Play I actually didn't think her. about that. <laughs> like she was like a main look of that game. And then they just, I think they just scrubbed it. Yeah, I, I, EA did kind of come out with some of like the prosthetic stuff, and they actually did explain like, no, some of these people were real war heroes, and they they actually did kind of give the story of some of these the people that people were like, this is weird, like this guy didn't exist, and they're like, no, here's pictures of him. This is this was a real guy. What, one of those guys is you'll see, um, you can you can unlock him. He's got face paint on, like he's got this weird circle face paint, and everyone's like, who is this guy? He's got a mohawk. Yeah, like, this guy was not in World War Two. Sure enough, there are absolutely pictures of this guy. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was an American. Um, like he has a name and all this stuff. They they have him in this game, but uh, that's fine. They're picking out these random situations and making it seem like it was really common. Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah, but they did exist. Sure. I mean, it makes cool cosmetics for you it to does. unlock. It does make cool cosmetics. I mean, you loved you got your rat burner mask, which literally was a guy with a sheet of metal in front of his face. I literally love my like rat no burners. eye slit. 
and you love that there mask. There is an ice lake. Oh, man. There are, Rat burners, man. It's literally a sheet of metal. Even that, that helmet. Now, see, like, I think those those types of stories are the cool ones that I think are best kept for the war stories, where they kept them small and everything. And, like, here's an untold story of the war that not many people know about, but it's actually kind of cool, and here's why. So I, I liked if, if they did them there. But, yeah. So with all this said and done, obviously, E3 just happened, and they announced Battlefield 2042. How do you guys feel about it? Are you guys pumped for it? Are there things you are looking forward to, things you're not looking forward to? I mean, I'm I'm probably going to end up buying it and playing it with you guys. That's to me. That's what I end up doing. I don't know. We'll see. What a glowing I, 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 well, See, I just struggle with Battlefield sure. games, and that's and that's what I've said all along. It's, buy it? I, I don't know. It looks like only. it might be fun. Uh, see that might well no, but the I mean it's a little late for this. But the funny thing about that is, is all I had ever played of Battlefield was the multiplayer. So this was my first time playing the War Stories, and I was like, man, I missed out on an awesome aspect of these games. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I guess in that aspect, I kind of always took Battlefield as just multiplayer games to begin with. So that's how I would take this one. I guess my biggest hesitancy is, I guess I just don't know that I always like the modern warfare stuff. There's too much like crazy wall riding and doing crazy things that I'm not going to be good at. Like no, people riding. are going to be flying around on me. There is flying, yes. And I'm just going to be angry. <laughs> so you're going to buy it reluctantly and you will Maybe. begrudgingly play it and hate it. <laughs> I mean, if it's on Game Pass, I will definitely end up playing it. I think it we'll see about buying it. It's, it's not going to come day one Game Pass. But no, I, I would be surprised for that. You know, after it kind of gets its run, um, but although who knows under the uh, under the window of EA Play, maybe they'll do like a seven day trial on it or something at the beginning. Yeah, it's possible. Could. So about you? Uh, obviously, yes. I'm ecstatic for it. I'm ecstatic for it for a bunch of reasons. But uh, it's now been a few games before they've out of like kind of the modern warfare feel. Um, I will never say like I have a preference of warfare that I like. I like World War II games. I like modern warfare games. War is rough, man. War is rough. War is brutal. Um, but I love the fact that these, if you've got a Series X, it's going to be, um, for the first time ever, 64 versus 64 instead of 32 versus 32. So that's massive. Um, gr- graphically... This looks like it's going to be hitting some points that I'm going to love. Uh, it's making some controversial changes again. Uh, each class can use any gun that they want. That's a big deal. Something I've never done before. Um, they're introducing what's basically almost like heroes. Yeah, it's kind of like so a hero much. shooter a little bit. Yeah. So like if you are, and this is a real character's name, Sundance, he has a wingsuit. <laughs> So he can jump off of a building and use a wingsuit to get around. Or you can be some guy, I don't know, his name's like Maverick or something like that. He's got a grappling gun. And you can now grapple up onto things. So that is going to be a controversial change. I won't care. I'll like it either way. Um, I would think most people nowadays, when you're going and playing these types of games, you're used to playing hero shooters. Yeah. Because that's everything now. That's, That's Overwatch. That's Apex. Um, you know, that's all hero shooter stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hundred percent excited. I'm going to get a day one and I'm going to play the crap out of it. Yeah. Overall, I'm, I'm really excited too. Uh, I was a huge fan of battlefield four and the battlefield bad companies. Like I, I do like modern warfare games because also too, normally these ones have had really big destructibility. I remember Battlefield 4, they had a thing called Levolution where, like, you could blow up a thing and it literally alters, like, the entire map. And it kind of looks like they're bringing that back. They're adding, like, these cool weather effects of, like, a tornado ripping through or sandstorms. So I think they're really up in the destructibility again, which that's always my favorite. I love being in a building and literally, like, seeing the walls getting torn as someone's trying to shoot at me. You know, I love, you know, the different traversal things. I love the vehicles. I love the tools I have. Like that, that kid who's destroying me in a jet. Well, this time I finally have an anti-air missile launcher. I can keep spamming at him and eventually knock him out of the air. So I love just kind of the tools I can get in modern warfare. Warfare. Um, for me, when this game was first announced, I will say I was slightly disappointed because 
as my brother said, I played yeah Battlefield 2148 or whatever, which was like a futuristic warfare. The only reason I loved that game, there was a game mode called uh, like Titans, and each team had a like a spaceship, and it had a shield, and you literally had to knock the shield down, and then you got on like an APC and did like these drop pods onto the ship, and then you had to fight in the ship to blow it up. It was a fun, fun game mode, and I was hoping this game would bring it back, but it doesn't look like it because it's still kind of like a modern warfare, just slightly in the future. I'm curious how the single player will be since it's going modern warfare. You know, we're, we're talking about how much we love the single player in these two games. I'm afraid they're going to go kind of call of duty with it and do like another one man army. And Oh wait, no, they didn't. Yeah. Aaron already said yeah. like multiple times. This is multiplayer only. That never uh, mind. That makes me sad. It doesn't make me sad at all because this, to me, what Battlefield is doing is they're acknowledging the fact that it's always been about multiplayer. And for the most part, Call of Duty has been doing the same thing where they've scaled back in some of their games if it has a single player. Um, And then recently they had one that didn't have single player at all. So, Which a lot of people got mad about. So long as this game has a lot of maps and a lot of content. That's all I care about. That's all I want to do anyway. So you're okay with $60? 100%. Because I'll play it enough to justify my $60. I'll play enough within that first month to justify that $60. So, yeah, I absolutely have no issues with that. See, it kind of makes me sad. I love those vignettes. And it was it a good idea. Sh- it was a good idea. But it's not. I just don't think it's necessary in 2021. Like, it's a multiplayer game. That's what it is. Yeah, and, well, and I think like Andrew, what you were starting to even say is, I don't know, they'd just be making up stories that haven't been told and then just feels a little boring, where at least yeah. they could pull from some actual history on World War One and World War Two, They could make them feel real and make them mean something, but I think it would just come up eh, as like a, a, a throwaway yeah. in, a, in today's day and age. We played how many hours of Overwatch, which never had a single player, and we... Yeah. would have gladly paid $60 for that game. We would have gladly paid $100 for that game if we knew how much we were going to love it and play that's, it. That's true. So I don't, I just don't think it's necessary. And I think for some people, single-player experiences are what they want. And there are a ton of first-person shooter single-player games. Like, you can go find them. Battlefield is known for massive battles. It's the only in Battlefield moments this just to me made sense and this was a long time coming those vignettes seemed like a sign of a oh okay they don't really want to invest a ton of time into this just it's clever it's it's a good way of doing it but it's not investing a large story i'd slightly disagree because some of the battlefield games stories were good when they did battlefield Mm. bad company okay those were like that was like a fun story and i actually really liked it an exception bad company is an exception bad company it was all about characters yeah yeah, it was like they were like goofy yeah, kind of, weren't they? It was they? a little less serious. It was basically four guys going AOL trying to steal gold. Yeah. yeah okay. But so, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it is an exception, but it's still, you know, it was still good. Yeah. Yeah. I won't disagree. So, yeah, I, I do agree. And yeah, I'm, I wouldn't feel bad spending 60 bucks. I'm not like that because I agree with you. I definitely am going to spend a lot of time on this game. 100%. Uh, I'll see how, you, how much fun you guys are having. One quick question. Did we, like, I know we talked about the sound. Did we really talk about music? I mean, the I music we is probably good. all agree. 100%. I was going to say, I think we all pretty much agree that it's. Go check out these soundtracks if you have not heard them. Uh, especially, again, Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 had a lot of um, large choirs. Yeah. So they would have these big orchestras and then, like, these choirs singing behind them, and they are absolutely stunning. Um, it, they've got it just pulls in so much more emotion to the oh. game like it doesn't do like the classic war thing of like here let's just throw in some rock. some rock and roll <laughs> yeah. music yeah. go kill some Germans <laughs> it's it, it's so much more impactful and it makes the game that much better oh, the, the, the music is so so good yeah. um, every once in a while I'll like be in a menu on Battlefield 1 and I'll be blown away at how good that music is oh yeah brings a tear to your eye every time it, it kind of does kind of does I get emotional <laughs> I choke up uh, but as far as achievements go, I do not recommend this game for achievement hunters, but it's also not awful. You get a lot of achievements from the vignettes, but the vignettes have a lot of collectibles just going around collecting like Intel or dog tags or just various stuff. And it's fine. You can get a quite a bit of gamer score from it. 
Uh, but there is a decent amount of like multiplayer ones as well. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not a, a achievement hunter game. So definitely don't play this game for achievements. Uh, but getting to our final thoughts, Keith, why don't you start? Why don't you? Why don't you um, I guess it's kind of hard. To I'm just I'm, so I'm really in a weird place when it comes to battlefield games because there's nothing bad to say about them. I I know we jo- we talked like about day one. They are kind of broken. It takes them a while to get things up and running, but. There's just nothing bad about them. Top to bottom, they create a quality product. I am just so bad at it that it makes me not want to play it. So if you're like me, if you're not very good at these, but you want to play them, find some friends to play with Squad Up, and then it's fun. Because at least, I don't know, you can laugh amongst each other as you're getting your heads sniped off from God knows where for the 15th time. So... It's a lot of fun, and then if you're also like me and you probably skipped over the war stories originally, go back and play them. They're incredible. So while it's kind of a weird pass for me, this game is nothing less than an 85 as like a reasonable score still. So I'm going to give it that. But also go play it probably because it is really good. Yeah, so for myself, uh, not even for the vignettes, uh, just for the multiplayer, uh, these are 100% worth it. Um, there is nothing like Battlefield currently on the market. Um, there just, there just isn't like you can go play, you know, you can go play Halo, you can go play Call of Duty and those are all great, but those are not Battlefield. Battlefield, that unique 32 versus 32, there's nothing like it. The closest I can think of is maybe like, um, Battlefront, those Star Wars games. Yeah, which is kind of developed by the same people. It's, it's the closest to it, but I, I wouldn't even say that they really fall into the, the same type of category. So there's just nothing like them. Um, if if you at all care about first-person shooters at all, even if you're playing by yourself, I play by myself all the time, but I don't have a whole lot of friends that still play Battlefield games. So um, I play them and I love them. So I highly recommend it. Uh, Do we give scores here? Yeah, out of 100. Uh, if I'm giving a score for any of the last two Battlefields, I, I stick it in the 90s. It's like a 90, 91.74. Oh, nice. I'm very analytical about Do it. it. <laughs> I've broken that down. Well, I like that we have math on, on this episode now. Yep. See? This episode is learning and killing. <laughs> uh, I Thank don't... you, Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Battlefield. Uh, but as far as yeah, so as far as my score goes uh, for the Battlefield games, yeah, definitely check them out. Especially now since they're in a lot better of a state. Uh, as I said kind of earlier, like they can be kind of janky when they first come out, but these are obviously a lot more stable and they look a lot better. Uh, I'm actually I actually agree with Keith. I would probably give them about an 85. Yeah, playing single. I don't think I've ever really played the Battlefield games by myself. Because it, for me, the fun is always teaming up with my friends. Because even though you can have a squad of four. Since the you know it is thirty two versus thirty two, like you can have all your friends playing with you. You guys are just in different squads, and it is just a lot of fun actually communicating with your teammate, your actual friends, and going through different points, supporting each other. Love it, really good. Um, and the single player stories are really good. They're so much fun. Yeah, it's just for me. I, I'm not a huge fan of playing it by myself, so I actually agree with Keith. I give it a war torn eighty five. A what? A war, war twenty five? Torn. I don't get it. You didn't like that one? Okay, fine. Yeah, that sucked. (laughs) But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Thank you, Aaron, so much for joining us. Uh, If you enjoyed him, he also does a podcast, which I was on an episode not too long ago. Aaron, tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so the podcast is Real Movie Talk Podcast. Uh, So I am a co-host on that one. We just talk movies. So we've got, uh, I mean, that can change. It can be movie news. It can be reviews. It can be a lot of trailer talk. Sometimes just about Nicolas Cage. Sometimes just about Sh- Nicolas Cage. Which, uh, or Shrek trivia. Or Shrek trivia. Both of those are two great episodes. Uh, we do plan on doing a new Nicolas Cage episode coming up pretty soon. So Because uh, we've got more stuff to cover with Nick Cage. <laughs> there's, there's always something with him. There's, there's always more to cover with Nick Cage. Always. It's, always. it's why he's a national treasure. So we've got new episodes every Friday. So if you do like movies at all, you know, go ahead and check us out. Honestly, if you don't like movies, they're, they're pretty entertaining. I'm not a huge movie person, and I, I find them quite enjoyable. That The Nicolas Cage episodes are, are really funny. Or the Shrek episode. Yeah, the Shrek one. <laughs> the Shrek one was also great. I feel like you need to do... You, I thought it was too short, though. I know. We needed more of the Shrek stuff. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, but I've been your hardcore gamer host, AJ. You can find me at Xbox Live at Firebird0952. Uh, if you want to write us an email, check us out GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, where I'll put the scores up as well. Keith, do you have an outro for us? Uh, I've been Keith, and I've been part of this podcast as always. Okay. <laughs> see ya. All right, everyone. You all have a good night. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.